A warm welcome to Paranormal Prowlers podcast. I'm your host, Tessa Morrow, and those tunes are courtesy from Bobby Mackey himself. Can you believe we are just a few short days from Thanksgiving? It's always so wonderful being surrounded by loved ones and creating new memories while reminiscing over past ones, eating the best of foods, and just truly being happy, you know? Love this time of year. So, this week's episode... ...is all about haunted bridges. My sister Casey suggested haunted bridges... And what a great idea. You know, I traveled through several states, and there are so many times when I see less traveled, desolate bridges. And my head immediately goes to, okay, who's there? (laughs) Who haunts this lone bridge? What's the story? The history. Just looking at some of them, you can tell that they have tales to tell. While others would rather get from A to B in a few hours, I'm willing to drive two days just so I can see the oddities along the way. Things that you obviously easily miss being on a plane. Losers, come on, get on that road. Just kidding. (laughs) That collapsed old miner's cabin or that old tuberculosis hospital that many spirits call home. Or how about that old dilapidated home that just screams, haunted? I've come up with a small list of bridges that I found quite interesting. And I want to share some of the legends, the history, the deaths and tales with you. Murder, suicides, desperation, despair, lost love can easily turn into wraiths, spirits, ghosts, phantoms. Let's just say there are some pretty seriously haunted bridges located all over this globe. Do you have a haunted bridge in your town, village, city, or state? Please let me know, as I can already smell (laughs) a part two haunted bridges episode coming soon. Email me your haunted bridges name at paranormal.prowlers.podcast at gmail.com. The first bridge that I want to talk about was the bridge that Casey suggested herself. And I love suggestions and recommendations, you guys. So please, if there's ever a certain eerie subject or location that you want to hear more about, email me. No hesitation, please. So Casey's suggestion was... The Overtown Bridge, located in West Dunbartonshire in the ever so gorgeous and beautiful Scotland. This bridge leads you to the Overtown House. It was built in 1895. Since its creation, it has bore witness a horrific murder, an attempted suicide, and as an animal lover, this hurts, several dogs perfectly fine just seconds before, suddenly becoming possessed and leaping off the wall, several to their deaths, as the fall is 50 feet with jagged rocks down below. But for as many dogs that have leapt to their deaths, there are hundreds of them that have jumped off of that bridge and survived the fall. 
injured, but survived nonetheless. Some dogs have survived the jump and survived to bark (coughs) about it, only to go right back up and jump again. Very, very eerie. What makes an animal, a domestic animal, dog, going on a walk with its companion, its owner, suddenly look over a tall bridge and say, hey, I think I just might jump that bad boy. What is going through their brain? Many believe that spirits are responsible. The canine can see, smell, and detect spirits and chases it off the Overtown Bridge. That's one belief. Another is scent. Some believe that the pups are attracted to the scents of the wildlife in the undergrowth down below. They get excited, lose their balance, and topple down. Well, okay, but, and I'm sure that's happened in some cases, but many people have witnessed their dogs run and leap off the bridge, not losing their balance. There's a huge difference. I mean, I walk my dog almost every day, and there's scents that attract him, sure, but he doesn't go into this wild, frenzy mode. I think each dog is different, obviously, and sure, the scent factor may be accurate in some of the cases. I'm sure that's true. But I think something more sinister is taking place on Overtown Bridge in Scotland. A canine psychologist set up an experiment that I found kind of interesting. It included 10 dogs. It was set up on a field where they put canisters that contained the different scents of mouse, squirrel, and mink. The results were interesting. One dog went to the squirrel scent, while two dogs actually preferred to, hey, I'm going to stay here with my master and just kind of play with them and stuff, while the remaining ran to the mink scent, some acting rather dramatically. Now, it's believed that mink are in the area where this bridge is at. A local hunter who is familiar with the area strongly disagrees and says there are no mink here. I myself have never been to Scotland. It's been on my bucket list for several years, but I'm unfamiliar with all the wildlife there. But needless to say, many think it's the scent of the mink that make the dogs act this way. Another belief is that the overgrowth is tall and makes it look like the ground is an even plane, making the dogs think that there's no drop below. Whatever the case, dogs, they continue to leap off this bridge. What is truly bizarre is that this started around, or at least was noticed and recognized and documented in the 1950s. Being built in the late 1800s, you'd think that there'd be earlier accounts and records, right? There's other things too. On the documented cases of dogs leaping, the day is always clear. When this happens, it's always a beautiful, gorgeous, clear day. It's always in the same exact spot on the bridge between the two parapets at the end of the bridge on the right side. And all the dogs that have taken that scary, mighty leap are all long-nosed breeds, such as the German Shepherd and Scottish Terrier. I found one article about a woman's encounter on the bridge. A young woman was walking on the bridge one day and explains that as she was walking, she reached a point where the air just suddenly got thinner. She says, my stomach jumped a bit like when you miss a step going down a flight of stairs. The second time, I just couldn't stop feeling like something bad was going to happen. There was a woman with a dog at the edge of the bridge and the dog would not take a step forward. 
Later, I found out that a couple dogs had jumped to their deaths from the bridge that weekend. Now, earlier, I mentioned a murder linked to this bridge. In 1994, not too long ago, a deeply unstable 32-year-old man walked on the bridge with his infant son. He walked and stopped at the last two parapets where he horrifyingly threw his defenseless baby. Now, remember, those last two parapets, this is the exact location where those dogs are jumping. The man claimed his baby was the Antichrist. He then tried to kill himself by trying to jump off the bridge. His wife stopped him from doing so. Now, for me, if I were her, he just murdered their child. I would have thrown him off myself. (laughs) So she stopped him and he then tried to slit his own wrist. The baby was taken to the hospital where he sadly died the following day from his injuries and unfortunately the low-life pathetic scumball so-called father as a real father would never do that to his child survived his suicide attempts. Now sadly he was found not guilty but he was committed to a psychiatric hospital. Another bridge I'd like to talk a little bit about The Brooklyn Bridge. This bridge was a challenge to build. You think of a movie curses such as The Exorcist or Poltergeist, all the shortcomings and traumatic things that occurred during filming. This is kind of like what happened with the Brooklyn Bridge. Construction for the Brooklyn Bridge, they ran into countless challenges, chaos, roadblocks, and death. They started construction in 1869 completing it in 1883, 14 years. Before the bridge was even up and functioning, there was issues. The designer of the bridge, a man named John Augustus Roebling, was in search of where exactly the bridge would be erected. Now, one day he was walking along the Brooklyn waterfront on a ferry slip when suddenly his right foot became caught on a rope and was crushed by a docking boat. Talk about freaking painful. The damage was so horrendous, it resulted in the amputation in two of his toes. And a little over two weeks later, he died from a severe tetanus infection. What a horrible way to go. John was the first fatality. And guess what? He most certainly was not going to be the last before the completion of the bridge. But I'm jumping ahead of myself. After John's unexpected death, his son took over construction, but... (laughs) Unfortunately, he too fell victim of the Brooklyn Bridge. Not by death, but it definitely affected the way he lived for the rest of his life. It is believed that he was overcome with a horrible sickness known as the Benz. You'll hear more about that in just a few moments. The Benz actually left him paralyzed. He would spend the rest of his life in a wheelchair. He would watch construction, usually with binoculars, I believe, from his bed in a house close by. The day after my birthday, October 23rd of the year 1871, catastrophe hit when a pair of derricks, which were used for hauling granite blocks to the top of the bridge's tower on the Brooklyn side, well, they suddenly fell over. A wooden boom sheared off the top part of one of the construction workers' heads named John French, and another worker was crushed by a derrick mast. And yet another... John McGarity, he died while attempting to leap to safety. 
And a stonemason, Thomas Douglas, he would die at a later time due to those grave injuries that he got. Then there's the deaths claimed by the Bens. See, to construct the foundations for the bridge towers, they sank a pair of watertight wood and steel chambers face down into the East River. They were called sandhogs, and they worked their asses off in excruciating, horrific heat, shoveling away, at times using dynamite, excavating the riverbed. Working at more than double the normal atmospheric pressure, this was due to the compressed air being pumped in to allow water from coming in, and of course, allowing the workers, those sand hogs, to breathe. The deeper these men dug, the sicker they would get, contracting strange and mysterious symptoms, and serious ones too, such as muscle paralysis, chills, vomiting, beyond painful severe sharp joint pains, slurred speech, and stomach cramps upon ascending to the surface. The men didn't know this at the time, but these symptoms were known as Kazin disease, also known as the Benz. Sadly, it's due to bubbling nitrogen in the bloodstream caused by rapid decreases in atmospheric pressure when resurfacing too quickly. In mid-April of 1872, German laborer John Myers became the first to die from the bends. He suffered from extreme abdominal pain, collapsing in his home. Folks, he was working on the riverbed for two days. He wouldn't live to clock into his third shift at the deadly riverbed. Only eight days later, the riverbed claims a second precious life. Irishman Patrick McKay would die due to the bends as well. Within the month, another Irishman, Daniel Reardon, he would also pass away. It was unexpected and quick. One death, two deaths, three deaths. This can't go on, clearly. Human lives are at stake. Digging was suspended for the Manhattan Tower, deciding not to hit bedrock for the fear of more deaths. And yeah, smart choice. Remember, Roebling also has the bends, but survives it, but at a cost, paralyzed and forever in a wheelchair. Many men also fell to their deaths, losing balance high up above more than a staggering 275 feet up into the air. One young man, a widower with five children, died in a freak accident just three days before Christmas, leaving those children of his orphans. So, so excruciatingly heartbreaking. Months later, a strand from the bridge snapped, causing two workers, Thomas Blake and Harry Supple, to fall to their deaths. Another freak accident, a rigger, was killed almost instantly when his leg got caught in a rope that wound around a hoisting engine. This crushed his limb and death was quick. So, as we can see, death and the Brooklyn Bridge, they're no strangers. And mind you, this is before it was even open for transportation. Well, when the bridge finally opened for travelers in late May of 1883, catastrophe would hit less than a week later. The bridge jam-packed with people when a rumor quickly spread that the very bridge they were on was collapsing. 
Can you imagine? I mean, this caused widespread panic, and rightfully so. These people thought they were in grave danger, and they were, but not due to the collapsing of a bridge. It was due to their own reactions and the dreadfully started false rumor. Before order could be restored, 12 unfortunate souls had been trampled to death, while 37 others received serious injury. How the rumor started and who was behind the heinous plot? I'm unsure, but the tragedy hit the city hard. Remember, this happened in the first week of being an active bridge. Horrible beginning, horrible start to a bridge that already seems to be cursed from the beginning. Now, throughout the years, countless people have claimed to have experienced paranormal happenings on the Brooklyn Bridge. People who walk, jog, and run on the bridge have witnessed seeing shadow people. Many have seen the apparition of a headless man. Many believe this to be the worker who is decapitated on the fateful day when the cable snapped. Another phenomenon is people hearing screams and splashes below. Unfortunately, some of these events are not paranormal at all. The Brooklyn Bridge is known as a suicide bridge, where the depressed go to end their lives. Some, they're saved, thankfully, while others, unfortunately, are not. There's one resident spirit of a young lady with blonde hair, beautiful woman. Sightings of her go back as far as 1951. Several reports of people seeing her. She's seen standing on the bridge railing, making people believe she is about to kill herself. When suddenly, it's apparent, this woman, you can see right through her. Unexplained loud bangs. And strange lights have also been seen for decades on the bridge. And it gets stranger. Many have claimed to be abducted by aliens while on or near the bridge. One case received a lot of attention and many bore witness to the event. A woman who lived very close to the site claimed to have been taken by five gray aliens, taking her to their ship and later on returning her to her apartment. Several people, including two security guards from the United Nations, claimed to see the same thing. A woman and five gray aliens floating into the air and then into a bright light and ultimately vanishing. No. The woman suffered memory loss, but later she would be able to gain it back and remember exactly what occurred during this alien encounter. She still remembers this. She remembers floating in the air and the aliens floating around her, surrounding her. She remembers being taken into a room within the UFO and being examined. The aliens conducting several medical procedures on her. Since then, Others have claimed to be abducted on the bridge as well, and it's known as the Brooklyn Bridge Abductions. I don't know if I've said it or not, but oh hell no! The next bridge on my haunted bridges list takes us almost 2,800 miles away from the Brooklyn Bridge. That being the Colorado Street Bridge in Pasadena, California. Legend has it that during construction of the bridge, a worker fell over the side into wet concrete below. His body is still there, and his spirit is thought to haunt the bridge. 
one of many spirits. This bridge is over the Arroyo Seco River bed, built in 1912, but due to several suicides, over 100, it went under renovation, costing a whopping $27 million. One of the things added on, a suicide barrier. Although this reduced the number of suicides, some people have still managed to end their lives here, scaling the barriers and leaping off the bridge. And the name Suicide Bridge lives on. The first documented suicide took place in November of the year 1919. And during the Great Depression, close to 50 people jumped off the bridge committing suicide. One suicide that happened not too long ago Occurring in 2008, a man stabbed and murdered the mother of his child and her mother. Shortly after the murders, he went to the bridge and committed suicide by jumping off the edge. For several years, many people have experienced high paranormal activity on and even under the Colorado Street Bridge. Many have bore witness to seeing full-bodied apparitions. I found some descriptions of some of these spirits from Weird California. One is that of a man with wire-rimmed glasses and also of a woman who was seen standing on top of one of the parapets, her long robe flowing. She vanishes into thin air, but not before leaping off the bridge to her doom. Spirits have been seen walking below, down at the riverbed. People have reported hearing strange and unexplained sounds and cries deep into the night. Misty forms, orbs, and lights have been seen here as well. And animals, well, they seem to act a little differently and strange in the, while they are in the area. There's a homeless community under the bridge, and they too experience hearing and seeing strange happenings that they cannot explain. There's a spirit of a man there who has been heard whispering her fault. Her fault. My guess, just a guess obviously, but maybe this man committed suicide and he blames his death on a woman who broke his heart. One bridge I want to mention before we end is Hogback Bridge. Now, I don't believe it to be haunted. Tried to do some research and looked it up. Couldn't really find anything that it is haunted, but I want to mention it because it's one of my favorite bridges, and it's actually the logo for my podcast. It's a gorgeous covered bridge in beautiful Winterset, Iowa, the hometown of one of my favorite dudes, the Duke, John Wayne. It's actually, it's a neat place. And you got to love those covered bridges. Very sleepy hollowy like and very worth checking out if you're in the area. For the small amount of bridges I talked about today, there are countless other haunted ones filled with death, legends, myths, history, and secrets. Did you enjoy this week's episode? check out the others you guys they are equally awesome want a weekly reminder when the newest episodes are available for your listening pleasure of course you do subscribe now through apple podcast Castbox, podcast addict deezer and so many others basically wherever you listen to your other fantastic podcasts you can find paranormal prowlers podcast have a wonderful day and see you next week 
And happy Thanksgiving, you all. And keep an extra eye out. The next bridge you go over might just be haunted. Keep an eye out for those spirits. Ooh. Old Pearl Pond.